Some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Now, nonstop sports talk continues with news and analysis from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. Not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. This is the Big Six. It's going to be you. With your host, Jason Martin. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Straight up 6 o'clock on my watch means only one thing. means the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone. Follow me there. Telephone number to join the program tonight, 615-737-1045. 737-1045. High school football is back. Games that count. Chad's going to be in here all night long, a little bit later on. Murphy Fair will be with me in about a half hour. We will get you all set for the first week of the high school football season here in the Music City and across the state of Tennessee. Looking forward to having Murphy with me on Fridays as we go through the high school football season. Yesterday, John Elway, as part of his press conference, said that Colin Kaepernick would not be considered by the Denver Broncos organization. He was offered a chance to be a backup for Denver in 2016, and he passed on it. And that's all I got to say about that. Anyway, Vanderbilt puts out a statement about athletics. I'm going to read it for you in case you just got into your car and you have not heard it. It came out at 1.50 p.m. Vanderbilt University statement on athletics. Vanderbilt University is incredibly proud of the on-field and off-field accomplishments of our student-athletes and the coaches and staff who support them. Over the last 10 years, they have won four national championships, 14 conference championships, and nine Coach of the Year awards. Our football team has played in five bowl games after a 26-year drought. Last year's graduating seniors finished their Vanderbilt careers with more than 1,600 total wins, two national championships, eight conference championships, 31 postseason appearances, and included 17 All-Americans and 45 All-Conference recipients. Academically, our student-athletes have earned over a cumulative 3.0 GPA every year for the past 13 years, and the NCAA has recently released academic progress rates for the 2016-17 academic year. A total of 11 Commodore athletic programs finished with perfect 1,000 APR scores, and Vanderbilt football finished number two in the nation. All of this achievement is supported by a loyal and dedicated fan base that is critical to our overall success. We will continue to invest in our student-athletes, and as we contemplate a capital campaign for the university, athletics will be a significant part and will include efforts to raise funds for improvements to athletic programs and facilities, including the football stadium. End of statement from Vanderbilt University. If you have not gotten a chance to sound off on this yet and want to, Phone lines will be open to you to do that. 
at 615-737-1045. This statement is more than just a little vague, more than just a little broad, and more than just a little feckless, folks. It says, well, it says something, and it uses the word contemplate. I know you know what it means, but I'm going to treat you as if you're five years old. Because Vanderbilt is kind of treating you like you're five years old. Using the word contemplate basically means, eh, you know what, we'll think about it. We will think about it. Maybe. Just maybe. Now, I don't want to dwell too much on this story. I'm not going to spend the whole hour here. But like I said, I'll take your calls on or you can tweet me at jmardzone. But let's get this part straight. Laying out all the success of the athletic program in that letter just left me rolling my eyes. Football, we know this, makes so much more money than any other sport does. The bowl games, and outside of James Franklin, that is much more unassured than assured. Doesn't mean much of anything. It does if you get there. The problem for Vanderbilt is this. I've said this before on this very show. This is episode number 27, by the way, of the Big Six. Thanks to thanks for you joining us and being part of this movement. But here's your problem if you're Vanderbilt. Duke has won in football. Northwestern Stadium is a bit of a relic, but their new facility improvements are downright incredible. Look them up if you haven't. And they can win too. Stanford, David Shaw wins big pretty much every year, as did his predecessor, a guy you might know by the name of Jim Harbaugh. David Shaw wins in the Pac-12. Northwestern competes hard and often wins in the Big Ten. Vanderbilt is in the SEC, but behaves as if they think they're in the Ohio Valley Conference. No disrespect to the OVC. Or to any other smaller league. And I know, whenever you say no disrespect, you either just disrespected somebody or you're about to. But this is the SEC. SEC should mean you care about not athletics, but football. If you don't, you shouldn't be in that conference. Vanderbilt does not care as much about athletics as they do about academics. This is no surprise. And look, they should be applauded for that. They're worried about their medical program, their legal program, all sorts of wonderful things they do at that university. No one is unaware of how great an institution Vanderbilt University is. But if they don't really care about football or about athletics, then just back out of the Southeastern Conference and admit it openly. Saying you're going to contemplate and vaguely mentioning the word stadium, and I mean vaguely mentioning the word stadium, just to try and quell some level of pressure that's been placed on you by local media and sports fans in this area. I don't think that does much at all to change things whatsoever. And as a matter of fact, I think it has upset people today. Let me just say this. I have my doubts that the word contemplation will lead to the word construction anytime soon. I'm going to read that second paragraph to you one more time. All of this achievement, which they laid out in this long, droning first paragraph, is supported by a local and dedicated fan base that is critical to our overall success. We will continue to invest in our student-athletes, and as we contemplate a capital campaign for the university, 
athletics will be a significant part and will include efforts to raise funds for improvements to athletics programs and facilities, including the football stadium. I have no idea what any of what I just read means. A lot of big words that say a whole lot of nothing. This statement is the university equivalent of coach speak. This is the kind of thing you would expect Butch Jones to say if he used monosyllabic words and didn't speak in cliches all the time. This should upset people from Vanderbilt because this to me is straight up placating people. And again, contemplation don't mean construction. Contemplation means we'll take it under advisement. You never know whether or not any of that gets anywhere. Doug in the borough joins us first here tonight on the Big Six. Doug, what say you? Hey, what I say is this. Contemplate. C-O-N, con. Look up the definition of con. Persuade as as a verb. Persuade someone to do, believe something typically with deception, noun, an instance of deceiving or tricking someone. Welcome to Vanderbilt University. They're conning everybody. If they're not, you certainly spoke to them because when you speak out of Merriam-Webster, or I guess you probably Googled it, but dictionary.com or wherever it was that you went there to make your point, that probably did get their opinion or did get their attention. I don't think that they're necessarily conning people. I think that they actually thought this would do something. And Vanderbilt, are, you know, a lot of smart people at Vanderbilt, a lot of smart people that did not work on this statement. Scott and Beth Page next. Scott, what's up? Hey, congratulations on your new show, J. Martin. I, this is the first time I've really got to listen to you. But um, hey, man, listen. It's not fair to the. It's not fair to the coaches. It's not fair to the players. It's not fair to the fans. I'm a Vols fan. I'm a Billboard Vols fan. I've always pulled for Vandy, but they've always been the underdog, and I've always liked how I felt like they done things the right way. I've never. I've never pleaded for oversight for the schools because I always thought we had oversight. But there needs to be oversight on what is done with the finances that are that are that are brought brought in from football revenue. It's there's never it's never been clear now. And if they can't utilize a portion of those finances to upgrade what they have, if they can't do that, then they need to leave the SEC. They need to be kicked out of the freaking SEC because it's not fair to the other thing. It's just not fair to anybody. This whole thing is not fair to anyone. They, they could do it. They don't have to put all of it toward the football program, but they need to start investing in their football program because it's, it's their cash cow instead of just, instead of just using it for what it is. They need to, they need to start, you know, putting it in the limelight a little bit. And if they done that, the fans, the fans would eventually get on board. I mean, they've got some good dedicated fans. So that's that's my take, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, Scott. And thank you for the kind words that you said about the show. Glad to have you uh, as a part of the audience tonight. Yeah, you used the word can't in that phone call. They can. There's no question they can. The thing is, they won't. Or they haven't. And there's no reason to believe that all of a sudden there's been some giant change of heart because of a couple of very well-written columns in the Tennessean by people I have a tremendous amount of respect for professionally. And some of the comments on this radio station and others about Vanderbilt's lack of integrity is not really the word, but lack of care. They flat out don't care. 
And that's fine. Like I said, it is cool if you don't care. But it ain't cool if you're going to be in the SEC. And it ain't cool if you're going to try to generate that kind of revenue or bring in that kind of revenue and then not turn it around. We've got so many different styles. She'll easily create a look that she can call her own. Only our free lifetime warranty covers everything, including the center stone. Now you have a friend in the diamond business. Shane Company and ShaneCo.com. Every score from across the state capping off high school football Friday. It's Friday Night Finals, presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Friday nights at 9 on 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back, Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. One of my favorite hip-hop beats of all time here. Dr. Dre, Big Egos, off of Chronic 2001. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter, at jmartzone. 615-737-1045 to join us. High school football is back. we got Murphy Fair coming up next segment. We will preview the season with him. Chad Withrow will be in here just a little while from now to spend, as he always does on Friday nights, his evenings with you, making sure you know everything you need to know about high school football. It's always awesome. It's great. I will be, I would love to go to a game tonight. Not going to be able to make it next week. I will definitely be at a game, however. But we're talking a little bit about Vanderbilt. We're going to talk about Ohio State and some other things here momentarily also. But the Vanderbilt statement that was put out around 1.50 this afternoon that lays out being proud of all the on-field accomplishments of student-athletes and laying out all the conference championships and this and that. And then comes out and says, we will continue to invest in our student-athletes. And as we contemplate a capital campaign for the university, athletics will be a significant part and will include efforts to raise funds for improvements to athletics programs and facilities, including the football stadium. And that's the end of the statement. If you were looking for specifics in any respect whatsoever uh, you would still be looking there is nothing here at all this is as vague and as in the weeds and as in the clouds they may as well have said nothing all they basically came out and said was you know what we'll try we'll give it a shot we'll think about it contemplate to me is almost talking down to people. Anthony in Nashville waited through the break. Anthony, what's up? Hey, man, I got just a couple of quick points, and then I'll shut up. Sure. Uh, I moved I moved up to this area. I moved up to Nashville in the early 90s, uh, right in the uh, Gordon Gee era. And listening to sports talk and just keeping up with local teams, it was clear that Gordon Gee not only really didn't care about athletics but every off season it seemed he was trying to institute some sort of rule or what have you academically that would bring the other schools down to their level rather than building his athletic program up to the uh, the level of the other 11 at the time they act as though and, and they hang their hat on this academic thing and they act as though if it weren't for Vanderbilt, you've got a, a conference of 13 junior colleges. That's not true. Right. You look at every publication every year that puts out the top however many schools, there are SEC schools all in that thing. They've got to get over themselves when it comes to that. And this, 
like I say, my history with Vanderbilt goes no further back than the early 90s, but it's been that way ever since I moved up here. People talk about, well, they need to get out of the, we need to kick them out. I think, and I've tried to research this and I can't find it. I think that as a charter member of the SEC, they can't just be kicked out. Three other schools have left the SEC on their own will, and that was uh, Sewanee University of the South, Georgia Tech, and uh, the third one escapes me. Like I say, I don't know that it's true. I can't find it anywhere, but I have heard from countless people it's not as simple as just kicking them out because they are a charter member of the SEC. But this problem has gone, has been going on for 20 plus years. They just, they don't, but they don't mind cashing that check at the end of the year that everybody else earned during the ball games. Yes. And that's the problem. The problem is we'll take your money. We're just not going to do anything with it that would actually make sense based on at least putting it back in and investing it back where it came from. One thing, and we've talked about this on this radio station, not just this show, but all the shows over the, you know, for years, is that Vandy Stadium, the football stadium, hasn't undergone a renovation since 81. That project was 10.1 million bucks. Since 1981, every other SEC stadium has been renovated, not once, but multiple times, including, as it said in Adam Sparks' article, at least one facelift in the past 12 years. I mean, they're not even trying. They don't even care. And that's really more so what it is. Now, I, I think that the that Anthony may be right. I don't think that you can necessarily just kick them out. I'm just saying if Vanderbilt wants to show integrity, then they should just back out themselves. I don't care if they're a charter member of the SEC or not. If you don't want to play football, if that's not something that you want to invest real money in, if you want to continue to snow people over or think that you're snowing people over while talking about how great the academics are at the university, which, yes, the academics should absolutely be the focus. They should. But if football is not a focus, look, we love Tim Corbin. He is a great guy. Every time he comes into this studio, we all light up. He's awesome. We love watching them play baseball. But the sport that generates the revenue is football. And no one is surprised to find out that fact. And they're not turning that back around in any capacity that makes any sense whatsoever. But I think we might have somebody set to disagree. Davey is on the line. Davey, what's up? Hey, what up, man? How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. Good, good. Hey, so look, here's my thing. I, first and foremost, all the like, kick them out of the SEC stuff, you think Nick Saban wants Vanderbilt out of the SEC? Yeah, that's like fair the point. easiest win in the world. You know what I mean? Or, you know, anybody, honestly, other than UT right now. Right. Uh, it's like, it's just easy money. So I think as far as that goes, it's kind of just like a non-starter because, I mean, it's uh, you're playing with house money. Sure, go play in a crappy stadium, but you're going to win by 30, go home and have another conference win. Um, what I would say is, uh, look, I get it. If I was an alum that was giving money, I would be frustrated about it. But I would also say this. If I was an alum that was giving money because of the football program, I'm probably the dumbest person on planet Earth, too, right? <laughs> like, have you not seen a writing on the wall for decades now? Uh, so that, that's kind of my whole thing with it is I kind of look at it as good business by Vanderbilt. They have supply and demand. They know other SEC fans have to travel if they want to see their team if they don't have season tickets. It's probably the easiest ticket to get in the conference. So they know they're going to fill their stadium up on certain weekends. 
They know they're going to take a money, make a ton of money off of it, and they're choosing to spend that money where they want to make it uh, or where they want to spend it. And so, I mean, I, I think it's good business all around for them. And look, if, if Derek, I mean, I, I think Derek Mason's a smart enough guy that he could go there and see this has been the case here for a really long time. You probably talked to James Franklin, who left for pretty obvious reasons. Uh, so, I mean, it's until people are turning down the job and they're having to go to Will Healy and give him a startup role, I think they're doing all right. I think you make some valid points there, uh, especially the one about if you're investing money, hoping it's going to go to football, you might be – you probably either didn't go to – you may not have gone to Vanderbilt, or if you did, you had to fake your transcripts to get in there. That's, that's, uh, that's one thing to think about. There's one, there's one other point that I want to make before we get to break here. I know we've still got calls coming in. 615-737-1045. We will take your calls. I've got Murphy Fair coming up on the other side of this break to talk high school football. But in radio, and I'm sure this is true in TV too, in this city, and there are people out there that will not like to hear this, but this is what this university has wrought on itself. We know that if you talk Vanderbilt on the radio or if you go into it, it's like talking Major League Baseball outside of big markets for a long swath of time. It's death. People tune out in droves. This isn't information that some people would want you to hear. But this is the truth. And I don't think that it is because people don't care about Vanderbilt in general. The reason that ratings tank when you talk about Vanderbilt or people tune out or they try to find other things to do with their time, the reason that those things are the way they are is because there is a sense in the head of every single person that's in a car right now in traffic or that's pulling into their driveway or pulling into the restaurant for the night or whatever it is that you're doing at this point. You in your head know whether you care about Vanderbilt or not, it is really hard to care about a school that doesn't care about itself. The reason listeners don't care about hearing about Vanderbilt football is because Vanderbilt University doesn't care about Vanderbilt football, period. And until that changes, the former point won't either. 615-737-1045. Big Six. Murphy Fair next here on The Zone. Welcome back, Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. One of my favorite hip-hop beats of all time here. Dr. Dre, Big Egos, off of Chronic 2001. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter, at jmartzone. 615-737-1045 to join us. High school football is back. we got Murphy Fair coming up next segment. We will preview the season with him. Chad Withrow will be in here just a little while from now to spend, as he always does on Friday nights, his evenings with you, making sure you know everything you need to know about high school football. It's always awesome. It's great. I will be, I would love to go to a game tonight, not going to be able to make it next week. I will definitely be at a game, however. But we're talking a little bit about Vanderbilt. We're going to talk about Ohio State and some other things here momentarily also. But the Vanderbilt statement that was put out around 150 this afternoon, 
that lays out being proud of all the on-field accomplishments of student-athletes and laying out all the conference championships and this and that. And then comes out and says, we will continue to invest in our student-athletes. And as we contemplate a capital campaign for the university, athletics will be a significant part and will include efforts to raise funds for improvements to athletics programs and facilities, including the football stadium. And that's the end of the statement. If you were looking for specifics in any respect whatsoever, uh, you would still be looking. There is nothing here at all. This is as vague and as in the weeds and as in the clouds. They may as well have said nothing. All they basically came out and said was, you know what, we'll try. We'll give it a shot. We'll think about it. Contemplate to me is almost talking down to people. Anthony in Nashville waited through the break. Anthony, what's up? Hey, man, I got just a couple of quick points and then I'll shut up. Sure. Uh, I, moved, I moved up to this area. I moved up to Nashville in the early 90s, uh, right in the uh, Gordon Gee era. And listening to sports talk and just keeping up with local teams, it was clear that Gordon Gee not only really didn't care about athletics but every off season it seemed he was trying to institute some sort of rule or what have you academically that would bring the other schools down to their level rather than building his athletic program up to the uh, the level of the other 11 at the time they act as though and, and they hang their hat on this academic thing and they act as though if it weren't for Vanderbilt, you've got a, a conference of 13 junior colleges. That's not true. Right. You look at every publication every year that puts out the top however many schools, there are SEC schools all in that thing. They've got to get over themselves when it comes to that. And this, like I say, my history with Vanderbilt goes no further back than the early 90s, but it's been that way ever since I moved up here. People talk about well, they need to get out of the – we need to kick them out. I think – and I've tried to research this, and I can't find it. I think that as a charter member of the SEC, they can't just be kicked out. Three other schools have left the SEC on their own will, and that was uh, Sewanee University of the South, Georgia Tech, and uh, the third one escapes me. Like I say, I don't know that it's true. I can't find it anywhere, but I have heard from countless people – it's not as simple as just kicking them out because they are a charter member of the SEC. But this problem has, gone, has been going on for 20-plus years. They just they don't. But they don't mind cashing that check at the end of the year that everybody else earned during the ballgames. Yes, and that's the problem. The problem is, we'll take your money, we're just not going to do anything with it that would actually make sense based on at least putting it back in and investing it back where it came from. One thing, and we've talked about this on this radio station, not just this show, but all the shows over the, you know, for years, is that Vandy Stadium, the football stadium, hasn't undergone a renovation since 81. That project was 10.1 million bucks. Since 1981, every other SEC stadium has been renovated, not once, but multiple times, including as it said in Adam Sparks' article, at least one facelift in the past 12 years. I mean, they're not even trying. They don't even care. 
And that's really more so what it is. Now, I, I think that, the, that Anthony may be right. I don't think that you can necessarily just kick them out. I'm just saying if Vanderbilt wants to show integrity, then they should just back out themselves. I don't care if they're a charter member of the SEC or not. If you don't want to play football, if that's not something that you want to invest real money in, if you want to continue to snow people over or think that you're snowing people over while talking about how great the academics are at the university, which, yes, the academics should absolutely be the focus. They should. But if football is not a focus, look, we love Tim Corbin. He is a great guy. Every time he comes into this studio, we all light up. He's awesome. We love watching them play baseball. But the sport that generates the revenue is football. And no one is surprised to find out that fact. And they're not turning that back around in any capacity that makes any sense whatsoever. But I think we might have somebody set to disagree. Davey is on the line. Davey, what's up? Hey, what up, man? How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. Good, good. Hey, so look, here's my thing. I First and foremost, all the like kick them out of the SEC stuff. Do you think Nick Saban wants Vanderbilt out of the SEC? Yeah, that's like fair the point. easiest win in the world. You know what I mean? Or, you know, anybody, honestly, other than UT right now. Right. Uh, it's like, it's just easy money. So I think as far as that goes, it's kind of just like a non-starter because, I mean, it's uh, you're playing with house money. Sure, go play in a crappy stadium, but you're going to win by 30, go home and have another conference win. Um, what I would say is, uh, look, I get it. If I was an alum that was giving money, I would be frustrated about it. But I would also say this. If I was an alum that was giving money because of the football program, I'm probably the dumbest person on planet Earth, too, <laughs> right? Like, have you not seen the writing on the wall for decades now? Uh, so that, that's kind of my whole thing with it is I kind of look at it as good business by Vanderbilt. They have supply and demand. They know other SEC fans have to travel if they want to see their team if they don't have season tickets. It's probably the easiest ticket to get in the conference. So they know they're going to fill their stadium up on certain weekends. They know they're going to take a money, make a ton of money off of it, and they're choosing to spend that money where they want to make it uh, or where they want to spend it. And so, I mean, I, I think it's good business all around for them. And look, if, if Derek, I mean, I, I think Derek Mason's a smart enough guy that he could go there and see this has been the case here for a really long time. You probably talked to James Franklin, who left for pretty obvious reasons. Uh, so, I mean, it's until people are turning down the job and they're having to go to Will Healy and give him a startup role, I think they're doing all right. I think you make some valid points there, uh, especially the one about if you're investing money, hoping it's going to go to football, you might be, you probably either didn't go to, you may not have gone to Vanderbilt, or if you did, you had to fake your transcripts to get in there. That's, that's, uh, that's one thing to think about. There's one, there's one other point that I want to make before we get to break here. I know we still got calls coming in. 615-737-1045. We will take your calls. I've got Murphy Fair coming up on the other side of this break to talk high school football. But in radio, and I'm sure this is true in TV too, in this city, and there are people out there that will not like to hear this, but this is what this university has wrought on itself. We know that if you talk Vanderbilt on the radio or if you go into it, it's like talking Major League Baseball outside of big markets for a long swath of time. It's death. People tune out in droves. This isn't information that some people would want you to hear. But this is the truth. And I don't think that it is because people don't care about Vanderbilt in general. 
the reason that ratings tank when you talk about Vanderbilt or people tune out or they try to find other things to do with their time, the reason that those things are the way they are is because there is a sense in the head of every single person that's in a car right now in traffic or that's pulling into their driveway or pulling into the restaurant for the night or whatever it is that you're doing at this point. You in your head know whether you care about Vanderbilt or not, it is really hard to care about a school that doesn't care about itself. The reason listeners don't care about hearing about Vanderbilt football is because Vanderbilt University doesn't care about Vanderbilt football, period. And until that changes, the former point won't either. 615-737-1045. Big Six. Murphy Fair next here on The Zone. Sonic Youth for you to finish up this week of the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Glad to have you with us as always. Thanks to Murphy Fair. Looking forward to having him all season long. Chad Withrow coming up. A lot of high school football. 7-11. to 11. Starts tonight. It'll end with Friday night finals. You get no better high school football coverage anywhere than you do here on 104.5 The Zone. Also, Titans play fake game number two, home fake game number one tomorrow night at Nissan Stadium. Nobody's got you covered like we do here on The Zone. Tune in beginning at 5 p.m. for the Lee Company countdown to kickoff. Then tune in as Mike Keith and Dave McGinnis, Coach Mack, have the call of Titans and Bucks on Titans Radio. Your home of the Titans, 104.5 The Zone. Kind of want to call out Jim Wyatt. I'm sitting there on Titans Online. And I see this article he wrote this morning, six things to watch in Titans versus Buccaneers. Does Jim Wyatt not know that I do a list of six on this program? Could he not have picked another number? Or I could just read his six items and make them my own list. Just kidding. Jim is about as nice a guy in this business as you will ever find. So we've talked a lot about Vanderbilt so far on this show. But let's end talking about Ohio State, because why not? Zach Smith's a dirtbag. I don't know if you knew that or not. If you didn't, that means that you have not listened to any media or read anything about sports in the last couple of weeks. He is a dirtbag. He is a scumbag. You can go wherever you need to for other descriptors. Ohio State investigation is going to conclude on time, according to reports this afternoon. This morning, it looked like it wasn't. Now, it looks like it is. Sunday, doesn't mean we're going to know Sunday, but it's going to be over on Sunday. And we know how this is going to end, don't we? If we're being honest with ourselves, this entire deal over the last couple of weeks has been a way to find or uncover whatever it takes to save Urban Meyer's job. And there is probably enough now to get it done. Some are not going to be happy about that. I am one of them. Because I don't think lying to the public in a situation where it doesn't make sense is the kind of thing a coach should do. And we still don't even know whether he actually did go through the proper protocol in 2015 when Zach Smith became Zach Smith again. I'm still kind of stunned, actually, that we have not gotten any kind of confirmation 
that he did anything. But we do know for sure Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer can't be trusted. I've gone into that so many times. I am Buckeye red and silver in the face. I am not blue. But this dude is not trustworthy. He was not in control of what he needed to be at Florida. And as the pressure ramped up, a thing that we've talked about a couple of times on this show during this story, as the pressure ramped up, what he wanted to know about what was happening within his own program decreased exponentially. David Ubbin of The Athletic yesterday came on with me. He was on with me for the whole hour. Said he was surprised DJ Durkin is still employed at Maryland right now, and I agreed with him. And the biggest reason, other than the university taking actual responsibility for the death of Jordan McNair, which is just shocking and amazing in a positive sense, even though it took them a long time and an ESPN report to finally come out and really take ownership over this, but they did take ownership. But the big thing that I have always thought about the DJ Durkin situation that differentiates it from Urban Meyer in terms of if you keep one and you don't get rid of the other one, it's not the seriousness of the situation. It's that DJ Durkin's name is meaningless. It shouldn't be that way, but that's the way it is. DJ Durkin is not on any Mount Rushmore, and that is, by the way, a thought exercise I can't stand. But DJ Durkin is not somebody anybody really cares about or knows about nationally outside of diehard college football fans. He is not an institution. He is not Nick Saban. He is not Urban Meyer. He is not Jim Harbaugh. I would say more than 75%, and I might be being generous. It maybe is more like 85% of college football fans didn't even know who the head coach of Maryland was until this story came out. The Terps are not competing for national championships. So that guy is immediately expendable. Urban Meyer on the other side is not expendable for that Buckeye fan base, or at least to the ones that wear cargo shorts and carry misspelled signs. And he may not be expendable to five of the six members of this independent committee. And I mentioned five of the six because five of the six have direct ties to the university that lead me once again to question as I did a few days ago, how many of them have season tickets to the shoe? But let's be real. He's about to be suspended, probably four games max. But more likely, he's probably going to get two. And somehow, this is going to be whitewashed enough to keep him there. And because of how pitifully it was handled originally, because of the lies, and now whatever it is that this investigation is actually doing, at least they've now talked to Courtney Smith. At least they have talked to Zach Smith. But whatever they've done, there are a lot of folks out there that will never believe that the truth is actually going to come out. And then Brett McMurphy puts out a report just a little while ago that starts out, documents and receipts stadium has obtained show Zach Smith ordered more than $2,200 in... <clears throat> sex toys, male apparel, and photography equipment and had the items delivered to him at Ohio State's Woody Hayes Athletic Center in 2015. All the items were delivered to Zach Smith, Woody Hayes Athletic Center, and then there's the address. Between February and May of 2015, copies of the documents are listed below. Courtney Smith had put out some other information about things Zach Smith did with his camera phone when he was at the White House in three years ago, or three years ago. 
and also photography of himself in the Ohio State coach's office engaged in intimate relations with an OSU staffer. Also not his wife, of course. And other photos outside the White House as well. Then it says, Stadium will not publish the blank photos or the photos of the Ohio State staffer who is no longer working with the football program. Now, I don't necessarily know what all this means, and it goes into specifics, and I'm not going to give you the grocery list of items that Zach Smith had sent here. Now, this was 2015. Earlier this week, the Toledo Blade came out and said, yeah, Zach Smith was also arrested for drunken driving in 2013, pleaded guilty to a lesser charge. It was his first offense, so a lot of times that does get reduced. And reporters were told that Urban Meyer was unaware of the 2013 arrest. Was he aware of the $2,200 in sex toys in 2015? He apparently was aware of the domestic situation in 2015 and said that he reported that to proper channels. But I'll tell you, let it never be said of me, hopefully, that it ever needs to be questioned, did I know? Did Urban know is a question that's been asked way too often lately about situations Urban Meyer needed to know about and needed to do something about. 2015, $2,200 sent to the university. I don't know if he used the name Evan Fields or not. He actually did use Zach Smith. Sex toys and all this stuff. Multiple domestic violence complaints. One in 2009 that seems to be ironclad. Drunk and intoxicated behind the wheel of an automobile in 2013. But that dude was not let go until questions started arising as a result of protective order being violated or filed a couple of weeks ago by Courtney Smith, a couple of weeks before all of this kind of broke. So that was three years he was still on the staff, still recruiting, and still being a part of Urban Meyer's staff. I don't know about you. I still got problems with that. Let's make you smarter on the way out the door. Speaking of legal problems or people that have had legal problems in the past, in 2014, Kobe Bryant invested in body armor. It's an energy drink bought into around 10% of the company. Now, there are a lot of bum investments that leave you with nothing. But for Kobe, he had the money. He made like $328 million in the NBA. So over time, over that four years, he invested about $6 million. Earlier this week, Coca-Cola purchased a minority stake in Body Armor. Kobe's $6 million investment is now estimated at $200 million. Stick around. Chad Withrow has all sorts of high school football coverage coming up. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. God bless and good night.